Welcome to New York's Finest, Retired and Unfiltered Podcast. The mission of this podcast is to explore the life and experiences of those who at one time held a front row ticket to the greatest show on earth, policing the streets of New York City. This show hosts a wide variety of guests from all walks of life and professions, but remains centered around introducing retired members of the NYPD to our audience while having real unfiltered discussions. Please tune in each week and like and subscribe to hear true crime stories and opinions on past and present events like you've never heard them before. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Mike Ragusa, Brooklyn boy, just like myself, you know, except I jumped over the, the gangplank, went to Staten Island. In my teens, I stayed over there. Mike's a five-year EMT. Uh, he retired from there. Uh, he's host of the Sunday Sauce podcast. It's a political podcast. He's had some big guests on, like Rudy Giuliani, Peter King, uh, my good boy, uh, Joe Pinion, who I keep telling you guys got a vote for in the U.S. Senate. Um, and he's just an interesting dude. I actually, I actually bumped into him on Twitter. I've been following him on Twitter. He's the most common sense Twitter handle in Brooklyn politics that I've been hearing. So, you know, it was, it was fresh to hear it. I was like, oh, my God, is somebody like me out there? So I was yeah. like, all right. So I started following him. We started talking on social media. You know, Mike, welcome to the show, my brother. Uh, you just give us a, a little introduction to yourself. Just tell us a little about yourself, where you grew up, how you grew up. Yeah, man. So, John, thanks for having me, bro. You know, me and you probably get along because we're, we're like-minded individuals. You were city worker. I'm a city worker. I still work for the city. You know, so uh, basically... I was born and raised in, in Brooklyn. Uh, unfortunately, I had to go to high school in New Jersey because my, my mother moved. So obviously, I didn't have a choice. But I came right back right after high school. And, uh, you know, I joined up with the FDNY EMS. I did that for five years. Uh, I left because, you know, people from New York know that EMS gets the shit end of the stick. We don't get paid. Top pays 55000 It's terrible. It's trash. Uh, so now I transferred over. I actually work for um, DOC. I'm an investigator. So, uh, you know, I'm over there on Rikers Island, the infamous tropical island of Rikers. And um, I'm running for city council now in Brooklyn, District 43. Right now it's Bay Ridge, Bensonhurst, uh, Dyker Heights, and Beth Beach. Uh, it might change because, you know, the redistricting things going on. I know you've been involved with that. I saw you on that on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, the neighborhood honestly just went to shit. Um, no one respects our councilman anymore. He doesn't care about this neighborhood. He really only cares about his liberal friends getting elected in other districts of the city. And uh, you never even see him out in the neighborhood. I mean, like everyone I go up to, they, they, they come up to me and they're like, you know, we don't even see Justin Brennan in the neighborhood. Like no one knows where he is. And it's true. I never see the guy either. So I don't even know if you're familiar with him. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm very familiar with Justin Brennan. If you follow my Twitter, um, I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big yeah. fan. Of I was trying to, I was trying to be you know. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not a fan, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, if uh, I'm not a fan to say the least, yeah. but uh, just uh, just tell us some of the things. Like what 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 have you seen that's changed in Brooklyn that made you decide to go on this run? I, you know, things that I've noticed: crime, quality of life. But you personally, like, what what do you what do you think? Like, what do you think really drove you to get to say, you know, I'm going to throw my name in the hat i'm gonna start early you know and, uh, and i'm gonna start to grassroots this movement like what what uh yeah so honestly it all started like during COVID because um my mom's boss he knew me since i was a kid i knew him for like almost 30 years his father actually was a casualty in the nursing homes from you know big governor cuomo over there and uh he asked me to get involved in doing like uh we did like a mock funeral per se for uh governor cuomo's integrity and and stuff like that we actually got a casket that was donated from a nursing home for the day, um, from a funeral home for the day. And then we put 6,000 copies of his book covers. Like we made photocopies in a casket. Um, you know, that got a lot of press in the New York Post. So, you know, I was more behind the scenes with that. And then we did a wall at Cobble Hill Nursing Home again a year later for the anniversary. And that also got press. So, you know, I really started getting, you know, I was always political. Um, I was never really a Trumper, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm Italian and I was grown like, you know, to respect women. And, you know, I don't care what women do with their bodies. I'm more of a moderate Republican. Um, I don't care if you're gay, straight, trans, because, you know, whatever you do and your bedroom doesn't bother me, doesn't affect my life. So, you know, I'm running my campaign on just straight up 
law and order. Like we need to clean up the city. There's too much homeless people. The the crime is out of control. This morning I was just in the Upper East Side. The Post actually they just put it on their app. Um, a seven year old cancer survivor was just walking in the street, and a homeless man went just on a tangent, beat her up, beat up a mother with a kid. It took four doormen from different buildings to subdue this guy until NYPD came. And that's not NYPD's fault. They don't have the resources. Make no mistake. I'm not blaming NYPD for anything that's going on. You know, city council defunded the police in 2020. Justin Brennan, that's what you did. We know this. And then in 2021, they're like, hmm, this isn't working. The city's out of control. So we're going we're gonna to give them more money. But now I see they're cutting like $500 million from their budget again today because of inflation because that's that's our fault right inflation we, that's that's our fault so the citizens of new york city has to suffer and listen bay ridge was uh it used to be called a village in the city right you come to bay ridge you know john you come to bay ridge it's everybody knows everybody everybody knows what's going on 10 15 years ago this neighborhood you wanted to live in this neighborhood now i walk down my streets there's overflowed garbage there's homeless guys living in the park girls Women got sexually assaulted in front of her children in Owl's Head Park a couple of weeks ago. A woman. It's disgusting. And when I bring this stuff up, Justin's minions like to call me an animal and a piece of shit because I'm bringing up crime because no one else is talking about it. It's ridiculous. So I'm just sick and tired of this. I love my neighborhood. I've never been a politician. People, because I, I have a political podcast, like you said, called Sunday Sauce. That doesn't mean I'm a politician. I've never been a politician in my life. I actually care about where I live and I care about the city. I don't care about money. I don't care about none of that. I'm just going to do city council and and I'm probably going to be done because it's only a two year term. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I applaud you for doing that. That's, you know, you, you see something wrong in your neighborhood and, you, and you're jumping in. And, and honestly, all the problems you're seeing stem from city council, like you said, right? Like, look at the right. look at the bills, even even before defund the police, there was all of this anti-police pro-criminal legislation being passed the whole time, decriminalizing of crimes. You know, you had the, oh, why, why are we going to bother a guy for drinking in public? Why are we going to bother a guy for smoking marijuana? Why are we going to bother a guy for drinking? Why are we going to bother a person for loitering? Even loitering was like a big thing for me because I was like, I was like, well, I, I get that people should be able to sit on a park bench and not get bothered by the police. I believe in that. I, I you know, you're a neighborhood guy too, right? I, I grew up hanging out in parks too. I don't want the cops coming and breaking my balls for no reason either. No, no, and no. I would never do that either. But at to the point when you when you're pushing away from, oh, there's no such thing as aggressive panhandling anymore. And I, then I, I said, I was like, well, what do we do? What do we do when there's a a homeless guy sitting in front of an ATM and a woman's going to get money out of the ATM? Like, what wait, do, what it's do, funny do? you said that. Let me stop you there. I was just driving home from from Rikers on the BQE. There was literally a guy panhandling. On the BQE, stopping traffic at the, at the Kent Avenue exit. Are you fucking kidding me? Sorry, we let the curse. My bad. Yeah, but I'm absolutely. Just, are, you, are, you, are you are you are you kidding me? A, a panhandler on the BQE. That's ridiculous. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, but that's that's the things that Justin Brandon he went. You know, and and I, I like I I am I'm political guy like you as far as I always voice my opinion. So mm-hmm. my opinion, everything's political, right? So my opinion's political, but like. I don't know what I am. I don't know if I'm a Republican. I I attack Republicans a lot. I don't know if I'm a, I'm a Democrat. I know I'm not a left wing nut, and I know I'm not a right wing nut. I know that I'm in the middle, and I just call on shit that I see, you know. And right. and, and and that's what we need. We need a, a a rational voice. So um, you know, like he 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 was a big proponent of that uh the chokehold bill, the diaphragm bill for police. You know mm-hmm. that to me as a police officer. That to me scared me that bill, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm worried about now I'm worried about now interacting, going to 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 interact with a criminal that possibly the 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 interaction goes bad. Right. Whether he's mentally ill, whether he's on drugs or whether he just doesn't want to go to jail. And I, I and I'm not saying that things can't be reformed in the police, but I thought that that bill was scary to say that if a cop rolls on top of somebody by accident and compresses mm-hmm. their chest they're mm-hmm. guilty of a crime mm-hmm. you know a, a nonsensical bill he supported that you know what what would you what would you have done for that bill would, would you have voted for that bill i would definitely not vote for that bill but at the same time we we can just teach um you know the officers not to actually put someone's you know put their hands on someone's life or their 
you know, or put them in a chokehold. It could just, you know, so we actually faced this problem with DOC, right? So there was a, the Nunez bill that was passed. The kid, uh, he died in, in custody from use of force by, by DOC. So now the DOC officers are terrified to do use of force. So the inmates basically run all the jails. I mean, it's 30 inmates to one CO. And when these guys act up, they spray them with OC. What does pepper spray do to anybody? Like if you're being sprayed with it constantly, that's doing nothing to you. So you're immune to it. After a couple of times, it's not going to hit you. That bill, you know, I know it came from the whole um, Eric Garner thing and, and, you know, but uh, yeah, I would never vote for that bill. But I would, I would suggest some maybe more training for putting, uh, you know, putting arrestees in, in uh, detaining, I'm sorry, in any kind of use of force, you know, because maybe they, you can go learn Krav Maga. You can learn, go learn so many, like the, the, the NYPD can offer so many martial arts classes or, you know, defense tactics. They don't have to just tell guys to choke people. I mean, you know, every, everyone's a human being in, at the end of the day, right? I mean, a criminal yeah. is still a human being. I mean, some of them are really disgusting animals, but they're still human beings. We can't just go around Absolutely. People and, and shoot people for no reason, right? Absolutely. The NYPD doesn't do. I mean, they have one bad incident maybe every year. It's not like, um, you know, uh, uh, things that piss me off about the liberals is they think NYPD is some kind of racist army of, uh, and, and it's all white supremacist army. But it's quite funny because the NYPD is actually the most diverse department in the whole world. So when a black officer arrests a black person, is, it, is he racist? No. Yeah. Because well, he's blue. Well, because he's blue. He because is. He's blue. You know, you ask a black cop if he's if he's a white supremacist. He's going to tell right, you. Yes. Right, right, he's right. going to tell. According to the public, yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 funny because all the uh, African American candidates that I've interviewed on my show and talked to, they're like every liberal calls us a white supremacist in disguise. I'm like, oh god, I'm sure I'm going to get called a white supremacist soon. So. You know, uh, no, yeah, I mean, I know, I think that's that's a valid point. Like, there should yeah. be more training. You know, the Eric Gardner incident happened, and mm-hmm. you know, there, I, to me, I I didn't have it. I didn't have an issue with it as a cop. It was how I was trained in the police academy. What happened? Yeah. Um, they could have gave him CPR at the scene, but I we weren't trained at that point. Right, right at right. that point, we really were not trained to do well, CPR. Well, EMS was there as well, and they really didn't do a good job. And that wasn't FDNY; that was a private ambulance organization. So I'm not, you know, I'm not yeah. talking. But, but yeah. there could be more training, right? And, and you know, mm-hmm. that incident happened, and it was all over the news, and the mayor and the police commission and everybody, and this kid got fired over it. And till this day, I don't know how to take Eric Garner down. I never learned another takedown. I said, how do I get him down? Just ask, answer me how we get him to the ground. It's great when we – they started a training him? video. They started a training <laughs> video to show us how to, how to properly take someone down. Mm-hmm. With a with a, a male on his belly with his hands behind his back, I was like, "Yeah, but how did he get there, though? Like, how did he get on the belly?" But, but what year? What year was Eric Garner? Two thousand four, fifteen, fourteen. It was, I believe, it was fourteen going into fifteen. When did PD have tasers? They didn't have tasers then. They didn't right? have tasers. Only sergeants point. did, maybe, or something Only like that. Only sergeants did that. Right, right. So I, I I recall that. So maybe if you guys had tasers, like just regular regular POs had tasers and not just a sergeant maybe that situation could have been abated but at the same time eric garner was severely obese he had asthma he smoked cigarettes so maybe even if you did tase him he would still end up having a heart attack from just a shock so who knows what could happen that day listen people make mistakes man no one is perfect police make mistakes firemen make mistakes emts make mistakes everyone makes mistakes unfortunately people die and there need, and there needs to be there needs to be you know there's consequences but that was clearly an accident and even the medical examiner said he he you know he, he was obese and he had all these problems so I still don't understand why the officer was fired which is but you know that's a that's a conversation for another day we, we can't even get into that no so. yeah yeah it's uh it's uh yeah it's crazy uh so so dude you did five years EMT right uh you know yeah. it's you know, I've spoken about it before. I know you've spoken about it before. And, and and up until yesterday, someone must be listening because as of yesterday, I all of a sudden start seeing Justin Brandon talking about giving on par pay to EMS. Now, I know that as, as an EMT worker, you got to support that. I support that as a cop because I know the work you guys do. You guys are out there with us every night. You're out there with, with cops and firemen every night. You are first to scene 
a lot of times yeah. in, in these incidents. You know, um, what, what do you think? Could you, could you tell us a little bit first off about your experience being an EMT? And then could you tell us what could we do to improve it? Like, what, what would you help? Them? First of all, I'll tell you right now that Justin Brennan bill. He claims when we got our race, he was the sole purpose why we got a race. He literally had nothing to do with the race. He just that's his claim to fame. He's buddy buddy with the, the head of the officers union, the lieutenants union. He's buddy buddy with that with the president of that union. So that um, I forgot his name. His first name is Anthony. It's like Admin Dola or something like whatever. Lieutenant. He pushes Justin Brennan on his Twitter all the time about how grateful he was for him. But when in all reality, it was the unions who did all the heavy, heavy lifting. I'm, like I said, you know, so that pisses me off about Justin. His claim to fame is getting EMS a raise. A raise? Okay, $55,000. Big raise. Like, 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 what, what can't even live in the city. You can't yeah, even live in the city. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't. But, you know, anyway, going back to EMS. So, you know, I worked in Manhattan, right? I, I worked, first I was at Bellevue, at a Bellevue hospital, which was Station 8. Um, there was a lot of, that station had a lot of old timers there, a lot of people who were, you know, they didn't really like weren't friendly, weren't welcoming. So I changed over to seven, which is actually um, under the high line on 23rd and 10th. So, uh, you know, that station was younger. I knew a lot of guys from the academy, blah, blah. You know, I was on one of the busiest units in the whole city. I got unit citations up the wazoo of, of CPR saves, um, you know, unit of the month. I commanded a whole fire by myself once in the medical branch, not the fire part. And, uh, you know, my experience with EMS is very eye-opening because, you know, people abuse the system <clears throat> with Medicaid, right? So if someone, like, basically 99% of the time, it's bullshit, EMS. I'll be honest with you, you know, you, it's, it's, it's bullshit. Like, so, but 1% of the time, it's real. 99% of the time, it's somebody calling with a Medicaid card saying they just want us to take them to the hospital of choice and just use this as a taxi, you know? It's, I mean, and, and there are people who are legitimately sick, but EM, FDNY really needs to come down on this Medicaid fraud abuse and tell pe start telling people, listen, if you just want to ride to the hospital because your stomach hurts, we're, we're not doing that. Like, or you're, you stubbed your toe, like, like something needs to give because we were doing 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 runs a day citywide. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like, uh, starting pay was $31,000. And when I got there, I was like, what the fuck did I sign up for? I've seen people run over by trains, jumped off of buildings. I've seen it all, man, shot, stabbed, all that stuff, you know? So it really takes a special kind of person to do EMS. And little do people know, EMS is about 95% of the FDNY. There's no fires anymore. Everything's fireproof. <laughs> So if a fire goes off in a building in a sprinkler, the sprinkler turns on and then it's over. So in most new buildings, right? Like the most fires are in the, in the bad neighborhoods. They're in the South Bronx. They're in East New York, but like, you know, Manhattan, there's hardly any fires in, in downtown Brooklyn. There's in Bay Ridge, there's hardly any fires. So EMS really does most of the heavy lifting for the FDNY. And we make them the money when we pick up patients, the fireman doesn't, the, they don't make uh, FDNY money. So we should be the one. I mean, we don't deserve equal pay as firemen. I'll tell you that right now, because, you know, obviously firemen going to burning buildings, they can die. I mean, we can die on the job. EMS, like if a patient goes crazy, but firemen risk their lives every day. So they, they need a raise too. Their top pay is like six, 76,000 without overtime. That's, that's ridiculous. Everybody needs a raise. I even said on Twitter, when I get into office, I'm going to find out how I can get all city employees a raise. That goes for teachers, cops, firemen, whoever, meter maids. I don't care. Everyone gets a raise because we're living in, a, in an inflation state and we can't even afford to live here. People can't even afford groceries. It's a joke. If you work for the city, you should be paid handsomely and treated with respect. But it's the opposite. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's opposite. I mean, we've seen that with the with the mandates, right? With the mandates, you know, I, right. I left my career early over it. You know, right. they, we told nurses, we told EMS workers, we told firefighters, you, you're you not able to assess risk. You're yeah. not able to assess risk properly. Let's mm -hmm. have a bunch of dudes up in city, guys and girls up in city council who hid for a year and a half in the house, except mm -hmm. for when they went to the beach or went out to a restaurant that was closed down, but they got it open for themselves. Right. Tell us how to assess risk when we were out there every night. We've seen that. And then we've seen a lot of guys get injured 
from COVID, from contracting it in the line of duty. And that's ignored. I don't hear anything about the, the cops, the firemen and the EMS workers and the nurses that got COVID, got pneumonia, lost lung function or died or died. I don't <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. it, it's, it's almost it's you know, I, I always say I, I think that the city rathers us die. It's easier. They just have a funeral for us. They throw a couple of hundred thousand to our, 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 right. our, our family and see you later, right. you know, right. and, we'll, and we'll throw your name in the hat every now and then, you know. Um, yeah, it's um, you know, uh, even last year and this year, firemen dropping dead after fires. Young guys, I knew a guy from EMS who went to fire. I think he was thirty three years old. Went went to a job, came back the next day. He had a heart attack and died, and he was vaccinated, right? Yeah. So the, people were looking into it, but of course, the FDNY denies, 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 like they always do. Oh, yeah, so, and there, there was definitely yeah. that too. There was definitely injuries from the vaccine too that are mm-hmm. that are being not even reported and not even talking about. The unions aren't talking about it. The members of city council aren't talking about it. Nobody's talking about it, and and the, the individuals aren't talking about it because they're worried. They're scared. Mm-hmm. They're they're worried mm-hmm. about reprisal. But I'm I'm talking about just the contraction of COVID itself, and mm-hmm. and just that disease even prior to the even prior to the vaccine mandate coming out, and even prior to the vaccine coming out. You know, they talk about long COVID all the time, long COVID, long COVID. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, where are all the city workers and nurses that 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 have this? You threw their asses back to work. You're like, shut up, go back to work. And we don't know the long term effects that that COVID before the mandate is right. going to have on on our workers would you support like presumptive bills such as like the heart bill but something that like hey if something happens to you like uh currently um uh currently firefighters have the heart and lung bill right right, right. No, the no, heart no. and lung bill but police officers only have the heart bill so if anything mm-hmm. happens to that heart it's presumed it happened in the line of duty right, right. would you support possibly bringing over lung to the police officers as well, lung protection due to COVID as well. Absolutely, without question. I mean, these guys, I know many police officers who had to go to work when they had COVID. The NYPD told them to come to work. Sorry, come to work. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, so... Of yeah, it was so dangerous, but come to work, yeah. Yeah, of course <laughs> I would support that. I, I mean, everyone, everyone in the whole city, if you're a city worker and you worked during COVID... Your whole body should be taken care of, heart, lungs, head to toe, whatever you want. It needs to be. You, you told these people, you the first responders, even sanitation, they came Absolutely. to work. Absolutely, 100%. They're technically first responders because they clean up the trash. They're 100%. The I, I, I agree that they're first responders, 100%. Yeah, yeah. They 100%. plow our streets when it snows. If it wasn't for sanitation, we wouldn't be able to get to work or we wouldn't be able to walk the side, you know, like the streets. So, they're definitely first responders. If there is an emergency, they're plowing the streets. So they deserve all kinds of bills. So, of course, I would support bills. As a, as a first responder, anything for my brothers and sisters. I, it's just the city just doesn't treat cops, firemen, and EMS like, like they should. You go to other cities, EMS, fire, and, and police are respected, you know, in non-liberal cities, of course. <laughs> but, but here, we're the, we're the enemy. You wear blue, you're an enemy. So, you know, yeah, yeah, you're a you're a government enforcer. You're you know, you're out right. here creating havoc. Meanwhile, you live in the neighborhood that you're trying to help out and, you know, and you get treated like a piece of garbage for it. Never um, in my career of EMS, when I stepped off that bus, have I ever questioned the person's race, color, creed, whose house I'm going into? Didn't make a difference to me. I was there to do a job, help the citizens of New York City. And that's what I did, even in, in Rikers. When I, I, you know, sometimes we have to advocate for the inmate. I don't care what your your color creed, what crime you did. I'm, you know, if I, I'm here to help you, so I got to help you. I mean, that's that's the way it is. I'm here to serve the citizens of New York City. If you're locked up in Rikers Island, you're still a citizen of New York City. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Carl, Carlina Rivera? She's pushing the, uh, she's pushing <laughs> the five boroughs, closing yeah. down Rikers, yeah, five yeah, boroughs, yeah, yeah, jail. Yeah, 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 it's a good idea. There's 6,000 – listen, the total count of inmates right now in Rikers is about 6,000. The total borough-based jail – I actually made an error on my, t- my tweet. I said it was 33,300. It's actually 3,300 total in every borough. That's not per jail. That's just total, right? I don't even think Staten Island's getting a jail. I just think it's the four boroughs, right? Yeah, it's, it's really right. the four. They call it right. the five boroughs. Staten, Staten Island already had their jail, and, and they got rid of it. So, um, yeah, no. Where are you going to put the other 3,000 inmates? You're just going to – 
let him leave. I mean, you know, in Rikers Island right now, because of bail reform, you got the worst of the worst. You got rapists, felony assaults, murderers, child molesters. You got the worst of the worst in Rikers, gang members. So if you can't fit them in the borough-based jail, you're just going to let these guys walk out the door? I don't think so. Have them live with all these politicians that want to close Rikers. Every day a politician comes in front of Rikers and says, close Rikers, close Rikers now. We need to close Rikers. They don't even know what goes on in there. First of all, the commissioner of DOC eliminated gang housing. Like, what? What do you, what do you eliminate gang housing? Now all the gangs are mixed together. There's stabbings every day in, in one jail that I'm not going to say. There's literally stabbings, multiple stabbings every day between gangs. It's insane. And they got rid of uh, punitive segregation, which is a.k.a. also solitary confinement, which is also dumb. So how can you put someone in a box when they misbehave? Now they don't go to a box. They have a, something called CAPS, which is um, it's like a clinical administrative punitive segregation. So at all times, they have a mental health treatment aid uh, looking out for them. So, yeah. That's it's ridiculous. But and, and, you hear this right now, right now, outside of my neighborhood. Yep. So this this is this is what we deal with every night. It's it's almost eight o'clock at night. Guys come down, blasting their music, yelling out the windows, throwing stuff out the windows. This is this is what I'm saying. It's 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 nuts. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely <laughs> lost our way because right. the same thing they're doing in the jails, right? No, no, right. no more solitary, no more no. punitive, whatever the hell they right. want to call it now. So, you know? so I'll give you, I'll give you. Um, you know, I can't really reveal a lot, but, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, uh, I a, some, a staff member got slashed uh, in the head by an inmate uh, the other day. And um, what happened to him? Nothing. He's still in the same unit. He's still, you know, walking around the unit. I mean, like, this is like if, if this was the old days. You know, listen, I'm friends with Bernie Carrick. Yep. He told me in the old days when he was the commissioner of DOC, he had 20,000 patients, uh, inmates, 20,000 inmates, and there was stabbings every day, all this stuff. So, And then when he left, I think he had maybe 10,000 inmates, and he said he maybe had three or four stabbings per year because DOC was allowed to do use of force. But use of force is not like a, a correctional officer just going up to a guy and just tackling him. Like use of force is only used when there's a situation that needs to be de-escalated. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. a lot of people don't understand that. They think like, like correctional officers just beat the shit out of inmates. Like for no reason, like, no, there, there's a reason because, Absolutely. you know, they, they attack the C, the CO. What are they supposed to do? Just, just sit there and, and just get their ass kicked. No, of course not. Yeah, that word gets thrown around by people who have no idea what that means. They're like, "Yo, oh, he should have de-escalated." So I'll just right, give you, yeah. I'll just give you a few scenarios. I walk in a, a apartment one time. Fucking guy kicked in his door. He kicked in right. his girlfriend, ex girlfriend's door. He kicked in his ex girlfriend's door. When we walk in, she's like, "He used to live here, but I kicked him out." He's in the kitchen, <laughs> going going through the drawers where there's knives. Oh my What's God. my de-escalation tactic there? Shoot I him. walked in the kitchen. And I fucking slammed him on the floor, wrestled yeah. with him. We got him cuffed, mm-hmm. and then we walked him outside, got him, and brought him to jail. That was my de-escalation. If I would have sit there, hello, sir, could you yeah. please get away from the knives? I would have winded up shooting him. That's well, what they I do. Wa- no, I mean, you know, in Rikers, that's what they do in Rikers. They say, sir, please stop, please stop. It's <laughs> so crazy. It's it's you know like that's true de-escalation right there. Right, I'm I'm, right. I'm I'm stopping the situation right, from getting right. out of control. Yes, right. if I could talk you down, if the situation warrants it, absolutely. Nobody should right. be showing up on the scene being a jerk off and raising no. it. No, absolutely no. not. And and you know and and we've seen those incidents. Like I'm not saying that stuff like that doesn't happen, but that's improper training. That's right. that's what you're gonna see a lot more of because you got guys like me. You got guys would experience that are running out of the city and running off of these jobs and not training the young guys. Like, you know, I, like when I first came on this job, I was a young kid. I was a street kid. I grew up in Brooklyn, Staten Island. You know, I had an attitude. I'm like, what's this guy looking at? What's this guy looking at? You know, not thinking, you know, I got some older guys like jerk off. He's looking at your uniform. He's not looking at you. Don't worry about it. Make sure he's not doing nothing. And that's it. Stop taking it personal, you know, and you need people with experience, in all of these situations to lead the youth in the proper way. And, and we're losing that. Um, I testified in front of city council uh, 
I saw. I watched that. Yeah, yeah. I, saw I don't that. know if you've seen it. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen the yeah, Brendan yeah. Fogarty one. That was oh, unbelievable. Brendan, I love you. It was, it was awesome, you know. And um, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here. We're talking about uh, we're talking about that. We're short twenty five thousand workers. We don't know what mm-hmm. to do. Mayor Adams is now going to take these immigrants and give them visas, and he's going to put them in these highly skilled jobs. So that they don't know anything about the city, nothing about yeah. these neighborhoods, yeah. and they'll be able good, to. Good plan. good plan. Good plan. Great plan. Great plan. <laughs> what uh, what do you think are some of the things we could do to get people back to work? You know? Hire them back. <laughs> That's literally the only thing. <laughs> Who cares? Do you think somebody cares if a fireman is vaccinated or a cop is vaccinated or a teacher is vaccinated if they're teaching their kids, pulling some out of a burning building? Doesn't matter. Are you are you kidding me? Hire them back. That's it. Hire these people back. That's a simple solution. Mayor Adams, if he wants to go down as one of the greatest mayors in New York City history, just hire the employees back. To very and give them back pay. Very simple. He he didn't cause this. It was De Blasio. This is so no one will be mad at Adams. No one will be mad at him. It this was De Blasio who did this. So if Adams wants to go down with Giuliani. And whoever else was the greatest mayors that did anything for the city, I can't, I can't remember besides Giuliani. He was probably the greatest mayor ever. But if he wants to go down with, like, with Giuliani in history, hire the workers back, and that's it. Yeah, but let's get back on the bandwagon. He had the greatest opportunity to do it, right? You, you right. come off Bill de Blasio's fucking administration. The guy, was, the guy crushed the city. He crushed Eight it. years of shit. And now you take it over, and at the end of his term, he fires all these workers because they're not vaccinated. Dude, I had to get the Johnson Johnson vaccine because, you know, obviously I'm only 33 years old. I haven't been working for the city for that long that I could just retire, right? Yep. And then I come to find out, as you know, Johnson Johnson just continued because it causes blood clots. So what am I going to do maybe in a couple of years if I grow a third nut, have a blood clot? Who do I blame? I can't because I was forced to get this whack-ass vaccine, right? Yep. But the people who did not get vaccinated, COVID is over. The COVID's over. No one believes in COVID anymore. The, the the liberal elite, they make their help wear masks when they have events, but none of them are wearing masks. Yep. Nancy Pelosi weren't wasn't wearing a mask during COVID. She was partying. <laughs> she was partying with 25, 30 people. Yep. Justin Brennan was in Puerto Rico last year partying with all the Democrats at some kind of convention that I probably paid for with my tax money. No mask. He Take was seeing... Your boy yeah, Joe yeah. Borelli was there too, but well, know, listen, let's, not, let's not talk Joe about Borelli's that. Okay. <laughs> no, you know why I don't mind my tax dollars going to Joe Borelli? Because he actually does stuff. I agree. He, I agree. I, listen, I like Joe. Do. I like Joe. Joe's, I love Joe's Joe. He's my sense. friend. I love him. I love he's him. A common, he's a common yes. sense guy. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, and it's him. It's, you know, they're in a swamp. So they, they need more. Right. They need more allies, you know? Right. Um, him, him and Ina are killing it. They're like, and Vicky Paladino. I love I love Vicky Paladino. She is my favorite person. And she and you does. know Bob Holden's a Democrat. I love Bob Holden. I oh, right, Bob, Bob Holden. I I yes. I yes. vote I'll vote Bob Holden any day of the week. He's a common sense guy. He cares mm-hmm. about the city. He mm-hmm. wants to do things that benefit the people, the children. You know, it's not about party lines. You know, and right. that's that's something we got to kind of move away from. You know, right. Um, but I, I you know, but getting back to Adams, I think he had a great great. He had a great opportunity. Like I already said, I said all he's got to do is step in, get crime on hold, get quality of life on hold, get right. rid of these mandates. Dude, you're going to be flying to the presidency, you know, and I'm a critic of Adams. I'm a, I'm a huge critic of him. And I'm like, oh, he's, he's got the perfect opportunity right now. And he's blowing it. You know, he's yes. blowing. He hasn't yes. done anything, you know, um, as far yeah, as like. He, no, he sorry. To, no, no. He, he needs to. Grab his balls, take control of this city, and say, "All right, we made a mistake. We made a mistake. We need you guys. We're going to hire you back, and we're going to give you the back pay of whenever your termination date was." End story. Things will be solved. There will be more COs and Rikers. There'll be more cops on the street. My friend's a fireman right now. He told me almost every tour they're getting hired, which means they're getting mandated. You know what getting hired means? So they get mandated to work because there's no manpower. Overtime, right? right? Overtime, right? They they get they're getting overtime, so we call it getting hired in the FTY, but whatever. Yeah. He he's getting he's getting overtime because 
forced overtime because there's literally no manpower in the FDNY. When there's no firefighters, that's that's scary. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that's pretty it's, scary. It's the I same mean. with the cops. They're, yeah. they're burnt out. They're working to they're yeah. working both their days off. They're yeah. burnt. They don't even want to. They're ordered. You're coming in. Oh, it's your birthday? I don't care. Oh, yeah. you, it's your child's birthday? I don't care. It's Christmas? I don't care. You're right. working, and and the, and the overtime budget's going to be. I don't even know what it's going to be. They're going to have to fudge those numbers because it's forget about be, it. Forget about it. Yeah, I did. They've been past it. I think two months already. What are they allotted for the year? So mm-hmm. it, it's ridiculous, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. One one of the big things we're seeing in the city right now, and it's not anything that Adams has control over, or even City Council has control over. But we're seeing DAs, we're seeing 90% of gun convictions not even making it to the table, not even getting right. prosecuted. You get arrested with a gun, ah, you know what, we're not going to deal with it. Lack of manpower, we're not going to deal with it. season tickets to the Mets if you get arrested with a gun. Like, what do you, what do you think we could do? Like, what do you think is 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 a solid plan? Not not that you could make a law to, to do it, but like, how do you think we could get these DAs back on track? As far you as... You can't. They need to... Listen, Alvin Bragg... He needs to go. If Kathy Hochul, I'm I'm a Lee Zeldin fan, but if she wants to wipe Lee Zeldin off the map, all she has to do is fire Alvin Bragg. That's all. She, that's literally all she has to do if she really cares about the safety of New York City citizens. Because Manhattan is obviously the most recognized borough in New York City. So you know, as you can see in the past couple of weeks, she's getting more involved personally with the bail reform stuff because she knows Zeldin's six points or four points behind her. But if she wants to wipe him off the map, just fire Alvin Bragg. Yep. That's it. And then done. Then she'll win automatically. But see, Democrats don't think like that. So I know Lee Zeldin. I've met him. I've talked to him. He's going to fire Alvin Bragg the first day because he's putting he's putting citizens in danger. I mean, there's a process. It's not going to be the first day. But I'm sure as soon as he gets into office, it's going to be in motion. Because if you're putting the citizens of New York City in danger, you're not upholding um, you know, the law and you're not upholding office, so you got to go. I mean, yeah. that's all Kathy Hochul has to do. But Lee Zeldin's going to do it, and I really hope he wins because this Kathy Hochul doesn't care. We even have uh, D.A. Gonzalez in Brooklyn. He's the same as Alvin Bragg. He's not as bad, not as bad, but, you know, just the, the solution is you fire him if they don't – because it's an elected position. So if you're not upholding your office and discharging your duties, you need to go. That's it. And for some reason, our governor likes what's good. She thinks uh, New York City is very safe. I guess she hasn't been here. Yeah, no, I mean, she thinks that she did a great job by by making these gun-free zones in Times Square. What, what, what do you think about the gun-free zone in Times Square? Do you, do you think it's going to lower crime? No. <laughs> Dude, a sign? A sign, really? It, it cracks me up about this gun law, right? You can't bring them on subways. You can't bring them to Times Square. can't bring it to Penn Station. That's funny because most of the crimes happen in the transit system, if anybody's noticed, like in the subways. So you're telling me I can't bring my legally licensed firearm onto the subway concealed. It's not like I'm walking around, waving it around. If someone tries to rob me with an illegal gun, I can't take out my legal gun and defend myself. How does that make sense? Please, John, tell me how does that make sense? I, it, does, it doesn't. We're, we're going after a demographic that's responsible for zero percent of crime. We're saying, oh, you're a legal law abiding citizen that we trust mm-hmm. enough to give you a carry permit in a city that's almost impossible to get a ca- uh, concealed carry permit. But, hey, right. we're going to restrict you because crime's rampant. It's like, I, oh, so where can I even you. carry my gun now at my house? And that's about it. Like, I, I don't even understand because yeah, there's companies all around. Obviously, going into a bar with a gun is that's a no no. I definitely agree with that. Even NYPD, I believe you can't have your gun. I mean, it like we're supposed to be armed at all times, like that's what it's supposed to be. If you're drinking, we're supposed to be armed at all times, but and and we're never supposed to be on fifth of duty, so that's another rule. That's you know, we're 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 supermen, you know, cops are never supposed to ever whatever, but can't enjoy yourself. God forbid. I'll tell you the rule of thumb is if you're gonna go drinking, don't bring your fucking gun. Correct. Because I it just that. leads, it, you know, even if you're right, you're wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even if you're right, you're wrong. Even yeah. if you, you know, you saved, if you stop something, you're going to be wrong. It's just, it's it's not a good look. There's no reason for you to do it. Um, You know, even, you know, there's just even like, you know, if, if there's if there's a possibility you could lose it, like go on a beach or something, don't bring your gun. You know right. I mean? That's that's right. like the rule of thumb. Like, you know, one right? thing I am concerned about is, though, the road rage. Like if two two guys get into it and they both are legally carrying 
and they start that's the that's one thing i was thinking about because you know there's a lot of road rage in new york city like you know that's the only that's like the only concern i have like two guys who start shooting at each other with their legal guns then they're going to take it away so yeah if you're going to get a concealed carry permit you need to be responsible and you can't just start shooting at people because they piss you off so hopefully guys and girls you understand that no please don't ruin yeah. it for us please don't ruin it for us Please. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, gun ownership's a huge responsibility. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it mirrors having a child. It really does. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not, it's not something you could take lightly whatsoever. You know, it's, it's a huge, huge responsibility and yeah. people need to be made aware of it. And I don't, I don't think just anybody should have a gun. Yeah, it, it depends on your character. Right. But, but with all of these laws that we're seeing that are coming out, this, uh, raise the age, this, uh, less is more, mm-hmm. this, uh, the other one where oh clean slate right so you got a clean slate so now we have a guy that that is is by all means of low character but he mm-hmm. got a clean slate after a crime he committed seven years and right. now he's eligible for a gun that's right. and so and it shouldn't be it shouldn't no, be like no, your no, character no. should carry you you know what i mean your character should carry with you i actually have a good plan uh i was talking to some people about you know that could probably help gun control i think you know if you want to own a gun in new york city you have to go to a class, a gun safety class, obviously. That's, you know, no, then if you have to pay for the class, the city's not paying for it. Then you have to go see a police psychiatrist to see if you're fit to carry a weapon because police psychiatrists tell police officers if they're unfit or fit for duty. They're the ones who give them a job or not. And you have to pay for all this. And that money should go into a fund for it that's run by, I don't know, someone we can trust. Uh, not the state, but unfortunately, probably would be run by the state to give to people who were victims of gun violence. Like if your parents died from an illegal gun, then you give them like a scholarship or something like that. That's that's my that's what I think should happen, to be honest with you. You know, oh, that's a great I mean, that's a great thing. Yeah. If you want the privilege to carry a gun in the city, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I mean, listen, everybody's making a lot of money in the city. If you got to pony mm-hmm. up some money to get it, you know what I mean? And that's not you know, and that's not to say that somebody poor can't get some type of assistance if they if if you know if they're of good standing and you know Mm -hmm. but you Mm -hmm. know you you're a blue collar guy you're working for a living you know we're not going to make this phenomenal prices but you know i mean just to get your gun permit here is already four hundred dollars yeah so so, you know another four (laughs) hundred another four five hundred dollars make it make it make it fifteen hundred dollars even you get your gun and let's go and then and then and then it's going to a good cause i i don't see why not i don't see why law-abiding citizens and even if they don't have the carry permit, why can't a law-abiding citizen have a gun in their home? You know, I don't, I don't right. see what, what the problem is that. Well, you know? well, New York State is different than the city, right? The state, you can you can do that. But the city, you got to get a premise permit. Then you got to get yeah. a carry permit. Then there's special carry. Then there's retired carry. It's like, it's like come on, man. Just, just like make it easy for us. Honestly, it's ridiculous. I uh, waited two years to get my shotgun permit. Two years I waited. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. And then, yeah. and then God forbid you put it in your trunk and the, the lock's half no. off or something. No, I, I keep it in my house. Locked yeah. up. I don't take it out. I don't, I, listen, I can't, I can't take, I have bad luck, so I can't take any risks. No, I'm just saying if like you were a hunter or something, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you I know, didn't I know, follow I it down to the letter yeah. of the law, they'll yeah, throw the book right. at you while, while we're letting violent criminals run, run the streets, you know? Right. right. Um, Go. you know, so, so like crime, what, what, what do you think? Like, what do you, uh, like what do you, what do you see with crime? Like what what, well, what are the major major issues? Well, right now, uh, you know, crime in city it, there's a lot of petty, uh, petty larceny. That's that's a big one. The guys rolling up on scooters, robbing people's purses, robbing people's chains. There's also grand larceny, burglaries. Uh, we've been seeing home invasions in the Bronx. I mean, like, you know, murders aren't really up that much, but shootings shootings are up. And obviously, they all come from illegal guns. They don't come from legal guns. (laughs) So, you know, they never say that, though. Ban ban legal guns, but let illegal legal guns shoot people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. But, yeah, you know, so we've been seeing, you know, just actually in in Brooklyn South alone, I believe the major seven crimes are up, like, probably 50%. 50%. This is, like, in Brooklyn South. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just comes from, you know, manpower, I think even though the police were refunded, whatever, they still don't respect the city and they don't respect, you know, the mayor yet. They have to give him a chance, even though Mayor Adams is, is pro police so far, not talking the mandate stuff, but like he brought back anti-crime, 
he brought back uh you know a bunch, like another gun unit so i mean like he he he's trying like i said he inherited 8 years of shit so oh, absolutely yeah he no, he did listen he know, stepped into a, yeah. he stepped into new york on a downturn you know yeah. it was on a but, downturn 100% but crime is still up it's still up so i i don't yeah. know what the solution is do we need to start pumping out more academy classes? Like, do we need to make the academy shorter? I know it's six months, right? Six months yep. for NYPD Academy. Does yep. it need to be shorter? Or do we put them on the street while they're in the academy? I, I don't know what the solution would be right now. I mean, or, or we just hire the people that you fired because of the mandates. Like, I mean, yeah. something, something's got to give. We, we can't live like this. We, New yeah. York City, we depend on tourism. What kind of tourist wants to come here if they're going to get robbed? They got to step over 17 homeless people in Times Square. Uh, you know, they it's fucking smells here now. It smells like weed, it smells like homeless people, it smells like piss. Like it's it's gross here. It's disgusting. It's yeah. really gross. Like New York City is a gross place. And I I love it and I hate it. But right now I hate it. Now listen, I listen, I love New York. I remember New York when it was a shithole. And I remember New York when it was beautiful. And, you know, unfortunately, I was back there a few weeks ago. I stayed for two weeks. I couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. I was like, what the fuck happened? There's home, like you said, there's homeless people everywhere. There's crimes everywhere. I'm watching Mm -hmm. videos of dudes rolling up on scooters, jacking Mm -hmm. people's chains and, and watches, beating the shit out of elderly people. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And like, I think what you said is good. Like we got to do, but like a twofold result. We need, we need Mm -hmm. the manpower and the mandates. Get the manpower back out there. But I think we also got to tone down on these minor crimes. You know, I'm not saying that we have to bring back stop question frisk. It's so controversial. I'm not saying that it has to be that, but it has to be when you commit a crime, you smoke weed in the street. Now, yes, I know weed's legal now, but is, mm-hmm. should it be legal to go walk on the street and smoke weed? Like things like that, we got to really look at. Like, should it be legal that someone is even that anyone in a car is smoking weed? Sorry. Mm-hmm. You guys are all, you smell weed in the car? Oh, sorry. All, I don't know who it was. I'm just going to assume the fact you all did it, and that's mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. like just stuff like that. Bring back some type of of policing of minor well, crimes, right. put standards, and, and hold everybody to those standards. I was just arguing with one of uh, Justin's supporters on Facebook. She was pressing me about crime, and uh, She's like, well, what do you think about, I see your friends with Rudy Giuliani. You know, he was racist and had broken windows. I said, what's racist about somebody jumping a turnstile, which is a crime, stopping them, asking them for ID, and then if they have a gun on them, you just stopped maybe a robbery. Maybe you stopped a murder. So don't tell me racist. How about you don't break the law and you won't get stopped by NYPD. And when they do stop you, listen to them. Listen to their commands. They're police officers. That's that's the problem. No one respects the NYPD in this city anymore. And Mayor Adams, thank God, the other day, um, or it was a couple of weeks ago, he when the officer slapped that girl in the face and everyone yeah. thought he punched her, he actually came out and said the officer did nothing wrong. He was defending himself. If that was Mayor de Blasio, forget about it. We would have had riots in the streets. Black Lives Matter would have been here. Businesses would have been burning. Thank God Mayor Adams said that. I will I will commend him for that. Yeah, no, it's uh it's uh no no I I I was actually happy he did it. I was shocked he did it. I was shocked that he I came out and said too. it. I was um, so shocked. But I still yeah. say I still say I'm not I'm not sold on it because I still say it was very convenient that the officer not that it was yeah. convenient, but thank God that the officer was black. Because I said it what if that was a white cop that did it? Right. It You're might right. have been a different yeah. spin on it. I'm well, not saying I'm that he would or he wouldn't, but I'm telling you right now, the news media would have. I know some members in city council would have. You know, they were already sure. calling for that guy to be fired anyway. They didn't care about the color of his skin. They could have just added that on too. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's so, so funny how people jump to conclusions without seeing. That's why now the NYPD has body cams. Wait yeah. till you see the body cam footage before you jump to conclusions. End of story. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, that's that's the whole thing. They talk about, you know, the, the, the that cops racially profile when really what they do is they're criminally profiling right i worked in italian neighborhoods as a cop i arrested kids that look like me dress like me 
talk right. like me because right. they were the kids that were doing the crime. If I went into a, a Jewish neighborhood and the kids were all doing that there, burglaries, drugs, all that, I locked them up. It's, it's, it was a, it's a very simple formula, you know, and, and, and city council today, you'll hear it from Caban. You'll hear it from, uh, oh, don't, don't get me started with Caban. Yeah. You'll hear it from all of them. We're criminalizing yeah, yeah. poverty. It's like, no, yeah, we're yeah. not criminalizing poverty. We're criminalizing crimes. Like we're keeping people in order. Nobody, nobody in the city is getting locked up or ever got locked up for nonsense on the street. Yeah. You spent a weekend in jail. You spent the night in jail. They weren't spending years in jail for bullshit. Like, don't don't even start or even months. It's so funny because do these politicians even see read statistics? Most of the crimes happen in bad neighborhoods because their own people take advantage of their own people. So, you know, like if you're in an African-American neighborhood, these gangs, Bloods, Crips, whatever, they take advantage of citizens who are just trying to live like Gangs run project buildings. You know, they rob them. They shoot them. I mean, like, what's what's racist about it? I mean, it's just it's just statistics. Statistically, that most crimes happen in bad neighborhoods because gangs take advantage of them. Young kids take advantage of them. I mean, it's just just doesn't matter what color you are. Latin kings, bloods, crips, mafia. It doesn't make a difference. These these it just it just is what it is. I mean, I don't know what to tell these people. Look at statistics. Oh yeah, it's 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 insanity, dude. It's it's complete insanity. Yeah. It's a complete deflection. It's a complete blame game of skin color. It, it's ridiculous. I remember when the big push came with the Blasio. He was talking about that uh, the cops uh, predominantly lock up black and brown kids for marijuana at a higher rate. So we need oh. to stop doing that. But my whole argument was, well, we lock up black and brown kids for murder at a higher rate and rape <laughs> at a higher rate. Should we stop doing that? I don't understand what your point is. Like the, the way to the way to keep the neighborhood to, to to start to instill values in a neighborhood and understand what's what's a society so society's gonna accept is to actually go in and, and enforce law. And then maybe someone's gonna be like, you know what? I'm not hanging out with these kids no more. That kid did that thing and he, there was a consequence for it, and I don't want to deal with it. As opposed to what we got now, where there's no consequences. The right. youth is seeing it. They're like, oh, that kid, he's got all this money from doing all these bad things, and he's out on the street and nobody's bothering him. And even when right. he gets arrested, he's out in four hours. These little kids, they're gonna do the same thing. Right. You, you, the same took thing. The word, you took the words right out of my mouth. The criminals know that bail reform is you know, they could commit a crime, be out of jail the same day, four hours later. So what, what's, what's, what's stopping them from robbing a chain, stabbing somebody, shooting somebody? I, what, what really, what's stopping them, especially Manhattan? Manhattan is a, is a free-for-all. I mean, I think Staten Island is the only borough that actually locks people up. I mean, like you know, he's he's the he's the, the only DA. McMahon's the only DA right, right now. That's and right. even him, I'll I'll critique the shit out of him. But even but at least he's there is some consequences because he you know it is an elected spot. He knows Staten Islanders will vote against him. Like if you're going to let crime run rampant, right now I've been seeing some stuff in Staten Island that that's pretty disturbing. So he's going to have a problem soon. <laughs> he's probably mm-hmm. going to have a problem in his next election right. too. Oh, yeah. um, but yeah, no, it's 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 insanity, man. It's it's yeah. so well, like we got to get like a normal voice back in government. So like, well, what's your platform? Like, what's going to be your major push? Like, what do you what do you like? What like what do you what are you going to tell everyone? Like, you're going to get out there. I know you're going to be knocking on doors. You're going to be going to events. You know, you're going to be grassroots and everything. Like, what? I'm. I mean, I have just a simple plan. You see this neighborhood how it is? Are you satisfied with it? And they're going to say no, probably. And I'm going to be like, well, here's your chance to change the neighborhood. Vote for me. I'll make sure that I, me and the NYPD have a good relationship in all my districts. We clean up the homeless people. We, we put money back into our schools, right? Because they just defunded the Department of Education. And then they put money back because they made, oh, whoops, we made a mistake. So, But they're taking money away from police, cops, firemen, people who actually need the money to put back in DOE, which is crazy that's another story um also i mean you know city employees like i said they need a raise i mean that's really the top top four things right now i mean because unfortunately city council doesn't have that much power when it comes to bail reform uh when it comes to you know major that's the state senate and the congress they they take care of all that stuff you know but we can be advocates for it like you know i can that's what a city councilman is he's a local liaison to all the services that the city's afford. If a, if a park is nasty, we fix the park. 
If there's a there's a homeless person, we call the Department of Homeless Services to take care of it. Maybe get them in a shelter or maybe put them in a, one of these luxury hotels now that apparently they stay at. Um, if there's a pothole in the street, we get on the phone with 311. If a garbage can is too full, we call sanitation. I mean, it's, it's that simple. These simple things aren't being done in District 43. There's potholes. There's garbage overflowing. There's homeless people. There's the, the stuff that's been happening in Bay Ridge. Shoot, just on, at, on 84th and 5th Avenue, uh, the hideout bar. Some kid got into a fist fight and then he pulled a gun and started shooting at people. Like, this is, it's out of control. This, and NYPD, they're, they're handcuffed because they're afraid to do their job because they're worried about politicians like Justin Brennan who will ostracize them. And because Justin Brennan, unfortunately, has a very powerful voice and he, he gets in many major newspapers and many major radio shows. So, this is a guy who they're probably afraid of. You know, and they don't want to do their job because he's gonna he's gonna go out there and say, "Oh, NYPD, this I told you so. I told you so. We should defund the police, right?" So it's crazy. Now, yeah, he. Uh, I remember during the riots in 2020, they, they you know, the, like police were getting their asses kicked. They were here. And, uh, they were here. And and Dyker Heights and Bay Ridge mm-hmm. and Bensonhurst all came together and they said, "Hey, we're gonna hold the Blue Lives Matter rally, right?" Like, not all of us hate the police because that that really wasn't the truth. They were all these out of state kids that we were locking up. The truth right. is, the overwhelming majority of every neighborhood, including the high crime neighborhoods, love the police. So they hold a Blue Lives Matter rally. Mothers of cops, grandmothers of cops, fathers of cops. Just neighborhood guys and neighborhood women that support the they support the police. They support the, you know, mm-hmm. other city workers. They're like, hey, listen, not everybody's bad. It was a bad time to be a cop. It was it was the worst time in my career that I could think of. And what does Justin Brennan do? He marches, he marches a bunch of out-of-state people right. directly right. into the Blue Lives Matter. Yeah. He, he marches yeah. Antifa. Absolutely yeah. disgusting. And yeah. you're right, Justin Brand's got a ton of money. But mm-hmm. Justin Brannable's very vulnerable, right? We've seen that in well, the last yeah, election, of right? Of course, yes. yes. He's very yeah. vulnerable. I mean, yeah. come on. He he had – what do you have? He had like 13,000 – a little bit over 13,000 votes. And Brian Fox was right on his heels with like 12-5. You know, that's according to yeah, ballot. He, only, he yeah. only won by 426. That's it. Or 460. Yeah. I mean, something like those that. are yeah, so that's... slim. For the amount of money he has – for his reach in the media, for his voice, and 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 with all the other politicians, for all the other people that are endorsing him, because they mm-hmm. they are in lockstep, bro. That's one thing with with the left is they're in lockstep, and that's my one big problem with the GOP in New York City is they're not they're not sticking together, and they're mm-hmm. not a strong united front. I know there's a little of them, but they need to start coming out and putting mm-hmm. endorsements on the people that will support them. People that are allies, people like you, people right. that that live in this city, that care about this city, um, you know the you know and the homeless things. It's it's crazy. It's it's nuts. You know it's it's absolute insanity that we're, we're paying five hundred dollars a night, flooding these hotels up three hundred and sixty five days a year, and just very conveniently, all these hotel owners they're they're Bill De Blasio's biggest donors. They're Eric Adams' wow. biggest donors. Right, you know right. it's 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 it's. I, I, I don't even have words for it other than it's pay to play. You know, it's pay to play, you know. Um, well, hopefully I can turn this city around. And, uh, you know, I, like, like I said, it's going to be a tough fight. This, this, this district's very purple. They're not MAGA. They're not Trumpers. You know, I've always been a moderate and I'm going to stick to being a moderate. I'm never going to be alt right. That's just not me. So I want people to know that. And hopefully they'll understand that I'm the better choice. You know, I was a city worker. I know how the city works. Justin was a Wall Street guy, doesn't know anything about the city, doesn't even walk around Bay Ridge. I'm always here. People know where to find me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very sociable guy, and, and I'm ready to take on the challenge. No, awesome. No, no I, I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate you giving time to us. You know, where, where can we find you, Mike? Ragu4, the number four, nyc.com. Please donate. We need your money. $10, $20 doesn't make a difference. We're trying to hit matching funds. And also Mike Ragu is my Instagram. But uh, the big one is ragu Everyone go there. If you want to know about the campaign, you can email me, email my team. Any questions, concerns you have, we always answer. We're, we never shy away from anybody. Oh, I love it. That's And that's, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there. I'm looking forward to, you know, 
I'll even help you. You want me to go knock on some doors? I'm I'm always back and forth anyway. You're, you're going to come up from the, sun, from the sunshine state? I will. I'll come up when it's warm. You know, I'll come up when there's no snow, yeah. stuff like that. You know, right. come up yeah, in yeah. the fall. You know, I'll come pumpkin yeah. picking with you. You know, all that. We're going to have some fundraisers, so you'll get an invite, man. Don't worry. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, just anything you want to leave us with? Any, any message? You know, anything you want to tell anybody? Yeah, look outside your window in New York City. And if you like what's going on, keep voting Democrat. If you don't like it, vote Republican. And I guarantee things will change. I agree, baby. Lee Zeldin, Joe Pinion, and in, right. in a couple of years, Mike Ragusa. That's right. That's right. Thank you, John. All right, brother. It was great talking with you, man. You too. Thank you. Man. Yeah, stay, stay on, man. Yeah. When do you usually release 